All right, we're going to do a show. All right. It's been determined. It's been predetermined. I'm just excited that um, I'm playing the uh, theme song off my phone. Man. Because I had 4,900 pictures and videos stuck on my phone that I couldn't get off. Why not? I don't know. Eventually, I figured it out because I'm an idiot. I tried to upload them all at once. And yeah. that's like anything, where the, even a computer's like, um, I'm sorry, no. no. Yeah. So I had to do it piece by piece, but it was also one of those ones, I don't back on my phone, I know I should. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous, I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm John Huck. I don't back on my phone, I don't do anything you're supposed to do. So it's just this garbage dump on this thing. And so I tried to just do a quick garbage dump. And, and, yeah, uh, and even this computer, which is a very nice computer. Thank well, 4900 Thank is you too to, many. to my wife, Anna, beautiful, beautiful computer. Um... <laughs> She's not listening. Yeah, no. yeah, sorry, never mind. This thing's a piece of shit. Um, no, it's a great computer. Um, no, I just, I, I, it just took forever, and it's, I'm not even done. I've got, I'm halfway done. I just, I get bored because yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a lot. Fr- it's a, a lot really of waiting. Tedious. It's tedious. It's tedious. But it's got to be done. And then the sad thing is, I don't know if you do this or not. Then I start looking at all the photographs. I'm like, I'm never gonna look at those again. Yep. What, what, yep. Am, what am I doing? Why do I have this? Why do I have this? Why do I have this? It's okay. So I got 17 shots of, of a couch. The, of yeah. a couch. I'm gonna look on my kids. Phone. You remember when we had this couch? Remember? Good God! Is yeah. that what retirement's gonna be for people like us of this generation? We're just gonna sit around and watch. That doesn't tell me how. 78,000 digital photos. Yeah, I mean, and do nothing else. But well, that, that's the joke. That's the joke of like, remember, like the people like we're gonna go have to go see so and so's slideshow. Slide I have show. I have seven thousand seven hundred ninety two photos and five hundred and thirty nine videos on my phone, and I guarantee and it you, still works. Yeah, I had to get mine off because my, my my phone was not working. Well, I guarantee you that maybe maybe a thousand pictures maybe are worth. Keeping. Do any of us have a thousand valuable po- moments in our lives? Because <laughs> really, that's what we're talking about here, well, right? I mean, that's and I would ultimately. Argue, I would argue that every moment is valuable. <laughs> yeah, in your brain. Well, I'm talking about recaps. Well, yeah, for recaps, <laughs> I, I think you go through phases of what you like to recap. Does I that make I sense? I think I have one. I've seen one photograph of my grandparents. One. And it's faded. What, really? Well, back in the day, dude. I mean, no, they didn't take a lot of pictures. That's true, because it was a process. They were like, here's one of Nana's wooden teeth and a, <laughs> and a, and a faded photograph of her. You're like, that was her? Oh, okay. Yeah. Go play with the tooth. Yeah, and then also, yeah. I don't think a lot, like, um, Nicole's uh, <clears throat> grandmother didn't really like being photographed. That's the other thing, too. Is so there was there very limited photos of um, her. We, let's just say they lacked vanity back in the day, like... The majority of people were not looking to constantly... Right. No one wanted to be constantly in a selfie uh, and, and post it online. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, yeah. I felt kind of bad the other day. I can't remember who said this, but somebody made a comment that uh, they're like, you know what the problem with the world is? There's just too many people with podcasts with opinions. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's first of all, that's not the problem with the world. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, podcasts. It's, it's if that's if that's really your complaint, then you're not looking very far outside the fact that you probably don't have a podcast and it's somehow angering yeah. you. There is one thing I do want to bring up, and I don't want to belabor the point, but I think it's extremely important that we talk about this place and time. 
We are doing a podcast the week of of an impeachment of the president of the United States, which is very rare in 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 our world. Is and he I actually going to get impeached? Uh, he'll get impeached by the House, right? Absolutely. But it, will it pass the Senate? It, 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 that's yeah. not the point. The, okay. the point is this: everyone is talking about where were you and what did you what what was your take and what were you doing about it in a time where we believe that the world is just really kind of shitty right now. So if my kids ever listen, it's just you know I one hundred percent agree with them being impeached, and that's pretty much it. I'm not a very political person; don't really try to get too involved in that stuff because I find politics in general gross. But there is a lot of abuse of, of of power that I think ultimately can affect our future. So just want to be clear that uh, I'm on the record saying I think it's a good thing. Um, and I will argue not about the impeachment thing, but about how you said everything is really shitty right now. Like I think we are. Actually, better off—not better off, but like I think, I think as people, we're doing better than we think we are. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like I feel like some people look at the news, they look at, uh, they go online, and like, my God, it is a negative dumpster fire. But I think there is a uh, an awakening of consciousness happening, uh, like across humankind, and I, it's it's a slow wave, but I think people are. You know, it's almost like the hitting rock bottom and, and, and bouncing up from being like an alky or, you know, having to go to a rehab, whatever. But it's like we've we've sort of hit that, scraped that bottom. We're like, you know what? We can I think people realize they can do better because they want to they, they're taking that. Uh, what's that that saying? Uh, Be the change you want to see in the world. I think a lot of people are taking that to mean like, yeah, OK, if I do. If I do better, I'll, I'll, things will maybe be better. And yeah, I, and I think there's more people doing that than we give credit for. Yeah, and I look at the impeachment is kind of a byproduct for me. I think what I kind of riffing off of what you were talking about there. I think the biggest problem is I think we need to define what what life means to us, what what matters. Not 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 money, not you know what I mean. Not not material goods. You know what I mean. But what it, what is actual life? Is it worth all the the petty arguments? Is it worth belittling other people? Is it worth trying to keep certain types of people down? Is it is it is it always about how successful I can be on behalf of other people's failures? Like that's really what like for me as becoming a parent and getting older, I kind of look at it and go, well, what is the point of all this? Like, what is it? That's why I told you I started getting off the internet and 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 stop getting too involved in all that stuff because it will drive you down a, a direction of like. Well, life sucks. It's really not worth much um, unless you've got a gazillion dollars. You're a Kardashian or you're a, a Trump family member or you're a Walton or somebody that's got a gazillion dollars. It's just like, well, no, that's not all there is to life. Actually, something very simple is just being a good person every day when you get up and actually instead of yelling at someone, maybe just say hello. Well, just understand, like... And I know I just broke it down to the most basic right. form, but you know what I'm saying. I, general, I do I just... know what you're saying, and I think the I think it's important to remember, like, when you're out in public, that everybody you see, everybody you look at, everybody you come into contact with, everybody that you brush up against, every single human being has loved something, lost something, and is afraid of something. Every single person. There's not that big of a difference between you and the person next to you. Political views are ridiculous. It's all, it's all, you know, they're all man-made constructs. As I've, I've it's said like before, money. But the, the financial <laughs> yeah, system is, is a rig. It, it's a, it's a system set up to benefit. It's like going to a casino. It's set up a specific way to benefit specific people. So if you yes. get too hung up on the importance of something that you have no control over, right? 
it can make you a miserable human being. I'm not I'm not some bohemian dude that wants to live, um, you know, in, in, in a rock hut. That's not what I'm saying. I'm I, I like things. You can tell by the basement. Here's the I'm deal. In. But my point is. I don't want that to define. I, I don't think any of us should allow that to define. You us. can like things. You can have nice things. You can like nice things. But if you're super attached to those things, yeah. that's where the problem lies. Like, you want to get a, a, a million dollar car? That's great. But if I accidentally drive it off the cliff, will you let me borrow it? Then you can't be mad at it. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay, well, I don't have that car anymore. And you got to move on. But like, if, if your whole life is like, but that car, that's who I was, then you have a problem. So to put a button on this, uh, to wrap up the political part, because I think this... Quickest podcast ever. We're yeah. done here, everybody. No, but just this part of the discussion. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And Merry Christmas, everybody. But, but, to, <laughs> but besides that, um, I found out an interesting tidbit last night. Um, did you know that Adam Schiff does stand-up comedy? The um, yeah. political... Yes, the, the guy leading the impeachment. What do you mean? So I was at a party last night, and these people were like, they said that. I mean, they go, did you know Adam Schiff does stand-up? I go, you mean like Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff? They're like, yeah. I go, I thought he was just a lawyer that became a politician. They're like, no, he does stand-up, and he's pretty funny. They're like, we've seen him at the Ice House a couple times over the years. I was like, what? Wow. Well, I mean, is that like the Fritz Coleman thing? I guess so. It's kind of that same thing, right? Yeah. Because you don't know who Fritz Coleman is. He's a weatherman in Los Angeles. But yeah. And he does stand up comedy. Stand-up and comedy. I and got doing it forever. I got bumped at the when the Friars Club still had shows. Friars Club in in L.A. in Beverly Hills. Yeah. I was doing a show there, and they were like, "Hey, we got to bump you. Fritz Coleman is coming in." And I go, "That name sounds so familiar." And then he got there. I was like, "Holy shit, that's the weather guy." Yeah. And, and then literally his. <laughs> He did 15 minutes, and it's all about the weather. It's like he gets up there, he's like, I get paid to do a job that all you people could do by just simply looking out the fucking window. Like, yep. he just makes fun of people for giving a shit what the weatherman says. Yep. It's really funny. Gig's a gig, right? Yeah, but, but so, yeah. anyway, just an yes. interesting side note. That is bizarre. But also, like... It, but it also... It, it makes sense. Not every <laughs> Everybody can have another side to them. Yes. Yeah, you could. That's like when they're like, "Hey, Bill Clinton plays the saxophone." And you're like, you know, you're like, well, yeah, all right, uh, yeah, okay, well, that I always thought that was a little bit weird. Well, or like Jimmy Carter's brother was really good at drinking beer, dude. They Billy made a beer, beer. You Billy Beer. They made a beer. I wonder named if you can still that find guy. Billy Beer anywhere. Here's, I bet you can find. I'm sure there's a there's collector six packs out there. You know what I mean? Pull My, tab. Back in the day, I'm sure I've told this story before, but back in the day, in like the 1800s in Chicago. <laughs> Wait, the real 1800s the, or your no, no, no. childhood? The real eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, Nicole. <laughs> she loves doing that shit. Like, Hi, hello. Uh, before cars. Um, but back in the 1800s in Chicago, there was a brewery called John, J-O-H-N, middle initial A, last name Huck, H-U-C-K. So it was the John A. Huck Brewery. And it burned down in the Chicago fire. And when I was younger, they did a reissue of some beers that were like old Chicago beers. And they reissued six packs of John A. Huck Is that what brewery got you beer. into drinking beer? No. Oh, uh, okay. But somebody brought my dad a six pack of that beer. Like, hey, look, I thought your kid, I know your kid doesn't spell his name this way, but whatever. Like, and my dad's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. My dad drank the six pack <laughs> and then gave me an empty can. Fair, fair, fair <laughs> enough, first off. That's what he should have done. Did you collect beer cans growing up? Yes. Is I that did. even a thing anymore? I don't know. It's like it the, the funny thing is, is it's they're garbage. It's like you're putting 
I had my room in high school was liquor bottles and beer cans. And my mom was like, oh, he collects them. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Which is funny because when you think about it, you're like, oh, I'm gonna, here's somebody's sad moment that I'm going to take and, and, and put on my, sh- my show. Dude, I worked at a recycling you, center. Where did you find most of that stuff? I on worked the at a, fucking sidewalk. I worked at a recycling center. Who drinks on the sidewalk? Sad uh, people. Every, Continue. Every Saturday, I, went, I worked at a recycling center when I was in, in high school. And, and we would drive this truck around and pick up recycling. And I, we would go through it and separate it. And I'd be like, find huge fucking you know, uh, George Dickel bottles or like Jim Beam bottles or like just fucking early times, you know, like all from my friend's parents' garbage, you know? But then I would like clean them and then put them up on my my shelves and shit. And also like that made it easy when I did have people over and we drank in my room in high school. I would just, we put empties on the shelf and it just looked like I had f- more canes. Hey, John, you've, you've collected too many old Milwaukee's. <laughs> Dude, you know, here's what I used to do. I know my mom listens and she's Why is there 16 old Milwaukee's up here? You one of everything else, but I had a hard shell guitar case, and I we would we would pound beers and then put the empties in the guitar case, and then I would take the guitar case, hide the guitar under the bed, and then take the case and pretend I was going to play guitar at somebody's house, and then get rid of the empties. Yeah, let me tell you something. Your mom knows everything you did, so if you think that somehow or another you're oh, you're, you're, you're revealing something that, that was she did, genius. Well, yeah, she's well, probably heard that story at this point. She I would probably imagine. also knows that you did that, and it's just like there's certain things. I'm gonna guess there's certain things. As a parent, you just kind of have to be like, I'm not winning that battle. It's all about the war. I'm just letting this one go. Because like you, as a parent, you realize how exhausting you and I were to our parents. They don't oh, want dude. to argue oh, with dude, us dude, yeah. no, 12 I mean, hours a day. In that you sense. You have to kind of let certain things go. Because it's just like, they also had a life to live. Yeah. That didn't include... Having a conversation about something stupid with you as a teenager, right? My mom, that my mom, you know, got to her wit's end of shit. Like when I was like, I want to, I want long hair, and she, I finally was like, I don't give a shit what you do. Fine, you know, that's the kind of shit that she kind of was like, whatever. And she admits though that she's like, I can't believe you were doing that stuff. She still doesn't have a lot of idea of like the extent of how stupid we were. Uh, but you say so. Yeah, I mean, well, at least at least that's the impression she gives. Maybe she's, you know. Uh, hiding the fact that she, but why would she do that instead of just going, I know, I know, I know, you know. My mom said, uh, my mom, I tried to reveal some secrets. My mom was like, yeah, I knew you were doing that. I'm like, why? Well, but okay. also, you have like older siblings. Yeah, they, and, like, they had you know, more reference already in, in the, From the 70s. And yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was when you still were like, oh, gosh, I found your cocaine. And it's more like a oopsie daisy well, than it is off, like that a... never happened. <laughs> Len Bias. Never wanted to ah. I was like, that's what happens. Your that heart explodes. One time. Good. One. I love how people are like, yeah, Len Bias did cocaine one time. I'm like, I don't think there's anybody who's ever done cocaine one time. I also had another point of reference, which was a, a friend of mine in high school that never left his basement snorting cocaine. I was like, well, that doesn't seem like a winning proposition. Either. So it's <laughs> like, like, there was no. All it takes is looking at it like. I never saw the win in it. I right. guess what I'm saying. Dude, that's good, though. When you can see that and go, uh, that doesn't look cool. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I was, I was, I don't want to say an outdoorsman because that makes it seem like I was out in the you woods. You fucking look like an outdoorsman right now. It's the holiday season. So you're going to go lumberjacking. It's the holiday season. You better not say <laughs> Christmas time. It'll upset certain people. Anyway, so... um. Or holiday upsets the same side, the other <laughs> side like, of people. It's, 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 it's a no you win. Can't like somebody, win. I love that. Like it's, uh, dude. That makes me laugh so hard when people care at all. You don't know which like, one to say because it's gonna piss piss somebody off one way or another. Well, I just say, here's my deal. I'll say happy holiday. If somebody goes, it's Merry Christmas. I go, not to me. I don't celebrate Christ. I'll just say that. Like, 
You don't even have to say that. that to uh, me, first of all, I'm never going to have those conversations. I'll just go, whatever, bye. If somebody <laughs> said to me, happy Hanukkah, I'd be like, thank you. Same to you. And like, I don't care. What they're really saying is happiness, joy, good times. Enjoy like, your cool. day off. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that is, is, hey, yeah. that's like if someone going, dude, TGIF, bro. You're not going to go, I don't fucking celebrate Fridays. Like, okay, calm down, man. Just enjoy Friday night then. Like, Why I don't know what to Applebee's? tell you. I used to love going to Olive Garden and Applebee's. Because you are from it Wisconsin, was, but, but dude. not since when I left Wisconsin. I never did that stuff again. It's so interesting. Your parents drove that, though. Like, no, 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 I did it when I was... Because you did it when you were younger. So you were like, oh, we're going to go to the Olive Garden and be 16. Oh, I used to love... Well, you know, you, you know, that's the thing when you're, you know, like you're 22, 23, 24 years old. You're like, hey, let's all go to happy hour at Applebee's and we'll no. get ourselves... Up. Uh-uh. The, I'm telling you where I came from. That's what we did. Didn't they cut? Like, I went to, I remember meeting someone, I think it was in an Applebee's or a TGI Fridays, and I sat at the bar. I had one beer. I tried to have a second beer, and the guy's like, no, there's a limit. And I go, what are you talking about? And they were like, they don't serve more than one or two beers at oh, a really? time. Oh, really? I was like, dude, I'm never For coming always, here. Always, or I don't know if that's This is how thing. it was in the late. You can't promote happy hour and then 90s. say, your happiness is limited to one drink. Dude, my happiness was became in, in enraged anger. <laughs> now we know why you got cut off. Well, that's that's an easy connect the dots there. Yeah, Applebee's. Um, I was big, you know, big chicken fingers. Love the chicken fingers. That was it all the rage back then. Chicken fingers with uh, mustard dipping sauce with like a honey mustard sauce. I don't know why, but like that was a thing. Like the minute I got out here. Uh, and maybe it was like, oh, California lifestyle, which is hilarious, by the way. There are more fast food restaurants per capita in Southern California than you're going to find anywhere. Probably in the Midwest, anywhere probably. else, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just remember loving loving the Applebee's. But the, loving just, the, there aren't too a many A good night out was here. Olive Garden. A big night out was Olive Garden. Get yourself the breadsticks. We had Olive Garden still exist? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Dude, when you're, there, you're, when you're there, you're family, bro. Do you, <laughs> do you see them around here anywhere? Where we, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I've never seen one. No, not. Nah, I mean, I haven't. I don't actively look for them, so I don't know. But like, so last night, I had uh, one of those dreams where, like, I think, oh I, god, I know, like my wife left me, and it was like the whole dream. Where I was like trying to get her back, right? And then you wake <laughs> up and you're like, no. And then I try. And here's, I don't know if you've ever had this where you have like a really bad dream, and then you want to go back to sleep so you can fix the dream. And oh, you're like, okay. but you've woken up and go, well, that wasn't real. But I got to go fix this. But I need to get back in wow. in altered states and end this the way it needs to be ended, which by the time by the time you actually go back to sleep, you're in, you're in like Your a whole dream. Dream is a different dream. thing, yeah. It's another thing. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm playing now baseball. I, now I'm picking berries in yeah, the yeah. field. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm playing baseball with seven arms. Well, all right, no mind. I guess my wife's still around somewhere. But, do, but do I you, desperately tried to get back in to solve... Wow. The issue, which is funny because I woke up and she's literally still sleeping right next to me. So clearly. She left you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because she was having a dream about being far away. So, yeah. No, and the only thing I could think of is if that was, if she was having the same stream of consciousness. Ooh. Dream. She would have was. She would have woken up. And she was smiling when you woke up. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> So you've never done that? you never tried to go back in and fix a dream? Uh, no. I've had. Um, 
uh, I, 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 my new thing, I like, I like to say that like marriage is super easy. It's just me- figuring out if your wife is mad at you for something you did five minutes ago or something who someone kind of looks like you in a dream did 14 years before you ever met. Like my, Nicole has been like, oh, you cheated on me in a dream. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't. I mean, it was a dream. She's like, but kind of mad about it. Like, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've been accused what of those in the fuck is yeah. happening. But then I, then I was like, one day I was like, oh, I had a dream that you cheated. She's you fuck. And you fucking think I would cheat. <laughs> she was mad at me again. I was like, this is not. I'm not talking about dreams anymore. <laughs> but don't you just use my defense whenever she's like, "Yeah, you treated you cheated on me in a dream." I'm like, look at me. It's not happening. <laughs> no, one, no, dude. No I'm a fucking Adonis. Bro. No one's knocking down the goddamn door to dude. cheat with me. It's not. It's over. My days. Even if I, and I always say this, I never really had the days. But even in the day, the half day that I may have had. You know, where the sun was shining brightly on the big bri bri. I squandered my you know? days by 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 not by not caring. You know what I mean? Like the days when I was like I would have been considered maybe a, in my prime. I was like uh, I don't care. And what I mean by prime is like, just I've never walked in a room and went, yeah, people are checking me out. They <laughs> they, 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 they think you know what? I wanna I wanna get to know more about this guy. <laughs> never. What's this guy's story? <laughs> as as I as I love to tell people, if you've ever met me, I have a face that usually you go, there's a pretty good chance I might punch that face by the end of the night. That's... I think it's or it's just call it by a different name every time you see it. It's like, hey Dave, hey, hey Rick. <laughs> oh my god, I've told you the story about the guy at yes. my kid's school that that called me Mark. Your Mike. name's Brian, but I call you Mark. Hey, hey Mark, my. Uh, okay, and then the next time he's like, "Hey, Mike." I'm like, fair enough. He's like, "There you are, Randy." I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Just hey, <laughs> good to see you. So good to see you." Multi-named face. I just take it. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody ever. I don't go into rooms and have people check me out unless I'm with my wife, and then people are like, "What the fuck is? Who's this guy with her? Like, what's going on?" Which yeah. I like. I'm like, "Yeah, that's right." I tricked John, her. you must be making money, huh? That's right. That's what people think. I'm a big a high roller. <laughs> Look at that guy with the hot wife. He's a high roller. She's uh, a gold digger. Uh, so what else is going on on this mm. holiday season? Man, I've been uh, on my own for the last three weeks. My wife gets back on Saturday. Finally. Yeah. I rewatched uh, the first two Matrix movies. Oh, and, yeah. and did it hold up? Uh, you know, I think the second one is, I love the, the first one is great. I think I like you're introduced to the concept and what they're talking about and everything. Um, and the second one I think is really good in the sense that if just from 1999 to 2003, the kind of leap in filmmaking was like the effects in the first matrix. Remember when you saw that, you're like, Oh my God, he's moving and the bullets aren't hitting him. It's fucking crazy looking. Yeah. By the time the second one comes out, you're like, holy shit. Like, in terms of sequels, it's like the Terminator 2, where Terminator is a fucking awesome movie because it's so gritty and so badass. And then you see the second one, and it's so slick, and the fucking special effects are insane. Like, remember that? I mean, the first time you saw that guy melt into silver in Terminator 2, you're like, wow, wow, what fuck is this? Like, how are you doing that? Like, I remember watching that movie specifically with my dad just to watch the special effects. Like, that's what he cared about in that movie. And I was like, yeah. I think that's how Matrix 2 is. There's, like, a lot of the the bullets and the, the, the every how everything moves and how and then the smith fight when the agent uh, the same agent comes at him like from a thousand different angles like it's really good and i love the concept of those movies that like the underlying theme is we live in a matrix and uh-huh. and there is a lot like metaphorically that's very true mm-hmm. like 
all it's the man-made thing. It's this, you know, I don't think that we're being grown as babies and hooked up to machines and like our life juice is being sucked into the internet or anything, but like I I do feel like if you if if, if all the basically that's what moving past your body is that's what our what we call death would be is like you shed all of this and then you're kind of out of the matrix do you know what i mean and you're and that's your true essence is is out there but this is like this weird thing we get to experience and it's like it's great and it's weird and it's sad and it's happy and it's all the different things but like you can't have one without the other meaning you can't have the light without the dark the happy without the sad merry christmas everybody you uh um <laughs> But point. I mean, I think, but I haven't, I haven't watched the third one yet. Where the second and the third one were released at the same time, which I forget. Uh, they well, they're one of the early one ones that started doing the making back to back movies where they just signed they just people made up at the up same time. Just keep yes. going. Yeah, yeah. It would, basically, Matrix Two is a four and a half hour long movie that just they broke into two pieces and called one a different name. I watched Fleabag. My wife is dude. Uh, how my, good my is wife that? is not gone. According to my dreams, I thought she was, but she is here. But you know, it's actually a pretty fast series to watch. Yes, and I didn't realize when I walked because I watched it pretty quick, and I saw the last episode, and I was like, the way it ended, I was like, oh, I think this is over. Which I'm a fan of, by the way. Ricky, Ricky Did you Ger- watch the two seasons? Yeah, Ricky, oh. Ricky Gervais does the same thing. Yep. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. This is enough. Two and I don't, done. I don't need to do a gazillion. He's of these told because, the story. Yeah, the, you know, he's told the story because, like many things, and not all things, but like many things, you can go way past its prime. The Simpsons is an anomaly. It's always Sunny and Phil. These some of these shows are their anomalies, and right? They can they but can the rest they can of them are like Willie Mays playing for the Mets and being like, "What is this gross yeah, where shit?" Are we going like, with this? yeah, like, that would make a very interesting storyline of like, you know what I mean? Because that's the fall from grace thing and how do you deal with you know not being as good but anyway watch Fleabag I was yeah it's great I had no idea I can't remember why I guess a, too many, enough people finally were like really good really good really good but didn't get into details to why so when I started watching it I really didn't know what I was watching yeah that which which makes it awesome that's makes it what way makes better, it yes then I feel like I'm discovering something in the yeah. moment and uh, I gotta be honest with you I think it's it's what I appreciated it from a creative standpoint was that here's this person that created this world and she was firing on all cylinders creatively. Oh, man. She, from the writing to the casting to the directing to her performance to just, I mean, it fired on all cylinders. And the the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, I I was jealous at how well... Crafted and creative, it was. Dude, it deserves also it, in a good way. Yeah, I really yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, appreciated what she accomplished in making that show. Dude, she, really I, I mean, that I agree with you. Like, I didn't know what it was. I'd seen it. It just pops up on Amazon all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And Nicole was like, "Hey, uh, Fleabag season two is about to start, and I loved the first season, and I think you'd enjoy it if you're interested." I go, "You know what? I've been hearing about it a little more. Let me check it out." And I was pretty hooked after the first episode. I was like interested. And then by the end, you're like, God damn it. And yeah. it's really good. And I agree with you. Two seasons, as much as like you get invested in that second season and you want more, it's like I, I get that move. That yeah. Ricky Gervais move, the two and done, is I mean, look, the office is is a is was a was a 
beautifully crafted series. You talking like, about the Ricky the, Gervais the, the, Briti- yeah, the British yeah. Office, yeah. And then Derek. Did you ever watch Derek? Derek, Nazi Jer- Derek, dude, no. watch Derek, dude. Two okay. seasons of Derek. He, he he works. It's about an old folks' home. It's about death and dying. It's about friendship and loss and love. It's really okay. solid, and it's two seasons, and it's done. And they did. He does two, and then a special. Okay. So he did two Office, and then he did a special. Yeah. He did two Derricks. He did a special. He did two. Um, uh, who? Uh, what was the extras? Extras. And I like that special. show. I liked Afterlife. I saw the first. Afterlife season was great. They're doing a season two, yeah. and then they're going to do a special, and yeah. it'll be done. Yeah. He's like, he had the opportunity to do three seasons of Derek. He had the opportunity to do three, and he just chose to do it this way. And I think those kinds of moves, like, again, as much as I would have loved to have seen nineteen seasons of Derek, um, there's something about that that like he doesn't burn out on the idea. The idea doesn't take a turn where you're like, really? This is what you're doing with these characters? This sucks. Like, you don't have a chance for that. You you meet these people, you fall in love with them, and then the show's over and you have a very fond, strong, solid memory of who they are. Yeah, and it sucks for a moment, and then you move on with your life. Well, and you appreciated yeah, what yeah, you yeah. but you appreciated the fact that it was wrapped up for you. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yes, he didn't. He didn't take it so long that all of a sudden it's, it's just do. canceled, and then they can't do anything. And with you it. go lost on it, and you don't yeah. know how to finish. Dude, that's it. Just, it. Yeah, just polar like... bears, smoke monster. Uh, just uh, it's purgatory. <laughs> and it just fucking can't. The end. Like, yeah, yeah, don't you know? Just have an ending and be okay with that. And I get it, it's hard because it's money. It's a money machine. Uh, of course, that and it's that's a money making machine. But so to I his, but to his credit, for him. He also utilizes, my guess is, a lot of the same crew, a lot of the same people are involved in each show. Yeah. So it, the, those people still maintain a, a, a level of employment without having this weird, without also having to be stuck somewhere. Like, if you were like, let's say you were a, a producer or somebody on Seinfeld, and you got on that show at the beginning, and you worked till it was done. That's nine years. You're on the same show doing the same thing every year, and the industry forgot about you. I mean, unless you're like a huge high up, you know what I mean, person. But like, if, you, if you, like your whole thing is like nine years, like yeah, but no one else knows you because you've been working with these people for nine years, and yeah. these other people have like mul- multiple shows because things get canceled and people move around and they build these relationships. That they can go here and they can go there, and you might not have that if you've been the same show for nine years. I'm not saying that has anything to do with it. I'm just <laughs> saying it's 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 also nice for his crew and the people he uses. He uses a lot of the same actors. He uses a lot of the same, but he also brings in new people. He doesn't have the same characters playing the same types of people, and he doesn't play the same person. No. And and he could have easily fallen back on that, kind of playing the David Brent uh, piece of shit, awkward guy, you know, but he doesn't do that. He's a good actor. Ricky Gervais is a talented guy. So another show that I started watching uh, just recently, uh, and again, heard great things about it, never got around to it, because I don't watch a lot of parenting shows, because I live it. Mm-hmm. But Better <laughs> Things is actually a really well done... Better Things. Better Things. It's on It's on FX. Um, I started watching it on, on uh, Hulu. It's that? the woman from... She was in both of Louis C.K.'s other shows. Oh, I, Pamela Adl- Adlin. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so she, she was also on show. Um, Californication. Was she? Okay. Yes, she played uh, Charlie Runkle's wife, and yeah. she's he was really funny in that. Yeah, so really remove funny. the Louis C.K. douchey part of this whole thing, mm-hmm. aspect out of it. Uh, and the show has nothing to do with him. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, she. It's just a. It's a really good show. Yeah, I've I've actually heard good things about it. I kind of it kind of. 
escapes me because I don't have like regular TV where I'm seeing FX ads or anything like that. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, the previous okay. season's on okay. Hulu. That's on. I'm I don't I'm not a regular TV watcher. I don't have the patience no, no. to watch one episode of something no, and no, wait no. a week like those. That that I grew up with that and that's fine. But the minute I found out that I don't have to watch it right away and I can just wait a while and then binge as much as I want. That's where my life is at now. That, the discovery for me, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation, but I will never forget the end of Blockbuster and the beginning of Netflix because I specifically, I think Jeff Cooper, previous guest, good one of my best friends, had made a comment to me about this company called Netflix. And he was like, dude, it's, he goes, I just, something about this thing here. He goes, you can, you get more bang for your buck. He goes, they're cheaper. And they're not as, uh, their catalog is not as good Yet. as Blockbuster. <laughs> and it was because Netflix didn't exist right. as a place. Right. Blockbuster existed Brick as a mortar. place. People could see it. So you it, could bring your, your, yep. your stuff back. You could get it in the mail, but you could also bring it back, right? So ease and convenience. And then eventually, I did that. And I think within six months, that's when Netflix did the thing where they sent you the thing and went, by the way, if, if you want, you can just, you know, just stream our stuff. And I was like... I don't. I'm gonna. I don't get this, but I've been on YouTube. So if it's something like YouTube, and I went on, I was like, right there. I'll never forget telling my wife, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm this is this is so much easier. I'm not. I don't. I don't want the responsibility of forgetting a disc somewhere, falling between a couch, paying eight hundred dollars later on because you forgot to return it. I bailed on discs immediately when Netflix first came out and went all streaming. They didn't have a lot to offer, and I did watch a lot of. Bad independent films because their licensing deal to start yeah, was not was that nothing, great. But dude, they worked on it. But they did, and it went. It happened very fast. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But so I, I from that moment, I just became a binger. I didn't. I, I kind of started losing any interest whatsoever in waiting for television shows. It, it, it became harder and harder and harder for me to do it. And committing to a show that would get canceled six episodes in, Well, right. even that, if you liked it. That's a buzzkill for sure. But I do think there's something like, me and Nicole, like like Sunday nights, HBO had the, the Righteous Gemstones, and then they have The Watchmen, and and like and when they had Game of Thrones, it was kind of like an event. Like, we would like be excited for this show on Sunday nights, sure. and we would only get one at a time, you know? And then... And, and you guys would discuss it, and, and we, yeah, we'd be really into it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but, that's but, good, but there's also like the My wife majority, and I don't talk anymore. Continue. The majority of the shit is, hey, what we got nothing to do for two days. Let's watch a thousand episodes of these two shows, and like we'll finish, you know. And then when she's been gone, I finished Goliath in a day, the Billy Bob Thornton show, which I think is really good. Uh, I finished that season three of that in a day. I finished. I'm I'm finishing up. Season nine of The Walking Dead, which I haven't gotten to yet, um, and then just other stuff she doesn't watch. That, that and then I save all that shit that we watch together, and then we'll probably have like you know. Well, she recovers from Costa Rica's been rough. She's been a lot of people on that show. She's working on. I got sick. They got like this flu, and they're flying people out, flying people in. They're quarantining people. It's like it's been stressful. Yeah. So like she's gonna want to come back and do nothing. Yeah. From like and and then I have those days like. I'll be able to do that right up until Christmas, and then I gotta go out of town. But um, so it'll be. We'll watch a shit ton of a shit ton of stuff. I like watching TV like that, though. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just for some reason, for me, my 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 time, I'd be like, 
Uh, just give me six or seven right away, because like I'm like I get I'm like a I'm like a, a, a silly kid, right? It's like I get excited, and I sure. get more immediately. Yes, you're into I it. I want it more now. I don't want to wait next week. It's you know? also weird. It's harder for your endorphins though, like and you're like you're the rush of like uh, I'm excited about the show, and you, then you, then it ends, and like you're like. <laughs> there is something weird about that too. Yes. Yeah, it can be. That can be very. When um, a show like when you get really into a show, like I remember, what was the? There was one show where I refused to watch the last episode for like <laughs> for like a month because you didn't want it to. Because I was like, well, then I, it's over, and then I then what? Like that was uh, uh, Friday Night Lights for me. I became very obsessed with that show. That was my, one of my favorite binge watching. I heard it. It's good. Friday Night Lights, and it's so funny. There was an event at uh, my kid's old preschool. A holiday event that I went to, and the main um, quarterback was there. Oh God! And I'm, I'm way older than that dude, and so I didn't want to be. I just, but I just, every, I would just kind of like, you know, stare at him from a distance, maybe a head nod here or there, you know, talk to Billy Elliot for a second, and then <laughs> I've never seen Billy Elliot, but everybody kept saying that's the kid from Billy Elliot, which is not a kid anymore. He's an adult. Yeah, who's married to uh, uh, Rooney, um, Mickey Mara, Rooney, Mara, Mara Rooney, Mickey Rooney, Mara. Rooney. Is it Mara Rooney? I don't know. Actress? You'd know. Uh-huh. Google it. Google it, America. Maura Tierney? No, 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 no. That's Rooney. They're from the Rooney family. Oh, no, I don't know. She's an actress. She was in, um, what was the spacey thing that got uh, kicked off the air? House of Cards. Oh. She was in the first season of House of Cards, if you saw. She was a reporter. Oh, oh. Yeah. The spoiler, turn it off if you're listening, who got whacked yeah. up with the train. It turned it off. You. It happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the second. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. there was. I mean, it's just so funny. People are like, that's uh, that's Billy Elliot. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I guess I should go home and watch it so I can get excited too because I didn't I didn't see that one. I saw it on I saw I saw it as a play with uh, when I uh, this girl I was dating her mom for her birthday we went and saw it in Chicago. We saw it as like a, a like a not Broadway but like a big production. Yeah. I never saw the movie but I saw like this thing about the kid who danced and his dad beat him and oh or whatever sad. whatever okay, it was yeah sad. I forget it now but it was good. That's like the Robert De Niro one with. Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo, yeah, I'll teach you a thing or two about a thing or two. That's the only thing I remember from that whole movie, dude. I've never seen that movie, and people get mad at me. Bronx Why? Tale, Bronx Tale, Bronx because Tale. Because this yeah, is my brother's like, I, what is fucking wrong with you? See that movie? I'm like, I know I will. Why? Yeah. Why is he upset that you didn't see well, it's it? Just it's a, a lot sad people, movie, but people think it's great. It's a good movie. It is a good movie, yeah. but I wouldn't be. I mean, it's, you know, go oh, watch What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That's a sad movie too. I haven't seen that one all the way through either. Yeah, yeah, it's a sad one. Mm, well, DiCaprio likes to make people sad in his well, performances. I mean, look. Have Once you... upon a time in America, did you? Or, uh, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Did you see it, dude. Yes. And I liked it. Okay. I, I liked thought it. Was it. good. I I didn't. I wasn't like, oh my god. And I hate no. it when people do that no. because then you go Too in, yeah. and you're expecting something. Uh, Interesting yeah. twist. Interesting twist in the end. The rewriting of history is a Quentin Tarantino thing he does. I get that. But my favorite part, I could have watched 10 hours of Leonardo DiCaprio trying to be a better actor. Like, him playing that scene and that little girl, like, that's the best acting I've ever seen. Like, and him fucking be like, fuck yeah. Like, that was the best. (laughs) I haven't seen something like that. That made me excited for acting. Like, That just watching him in that movie, like Brad Pitt does a great job. Brad Pitt is phenomenal in everything Brad Pitt well, does. Well, Brad Pitt did Brad Pitt. Exactly. If Brad Pitt wasn't successful. <laughs> but that, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Brad for, Pitt, the stuntman. So exactly. for those of you who are may not fully grasp Brad Pitt's character, 
For any of us who have lived in Hollywood for a long time, we all know that guy. Yep. We all know they're, they're floaters. They 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 stay at a, I mean, some people may even call John and I floaters, but they stay. You know, at this certain level, I guess we wouldn't be because we're married and have kids and stuff like that. But there's these guys that we know that they they're single dudes. They they're they're rough around the edges. They were they were awesome, good looking twenty years ago, but they're still really good looking, but aged and grizzled. Yeah. And they still roll the same way they rolled when they got into town. They're the same person. But what I but what I loved about it was that peeling back that little part of the character of like, yeah, the dude just. He's living a very minimalist kind of, I guess you could determine it, you could say potentially sad, like lifestyle. It just depends on what you're reaching for. But yeah. the point is, we know that guy. That guy exists. There was that, that literally was Brad Pitt playing. If Brad Pitt had not become Brad Pitt, yeah. that's probably what his life would have been. Yes, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And that's, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, giving, yeah. and then you know, putting those little twists along the way, and tying in the uh, the Manson stuff. Yes, and that and that to me, like the the rewriting. You know, uh, at first I had a, an issue with it, but I was kind of like, what? Uh, it just kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, and then uh, a girl that I know, whose mom lived out here at that time, like we we look at the same way people talk about the OJ thing is like we talk about the Manson thing. It's it's like uh, like a punchline almost, you know. It's just like ah, Manson was fucking crazy. Yeah, he had those hippies murder those people, and but the but there were people that were murdered. Yeah, and like if you were watching movies back then, and Sharon Tate was an up and coming celebrity, she was going to be uh, like a not a Britney Spears, but you know what I mean, like a, a someone like a Marilyn Monroe type person that people looked up to, and like she was on her way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. She was on her way, and um, and that and the what they got was you know in real life was sad. And this girl's mom, when she told her about the ending, said that oh, it's nice that he gave them the ending they deserved rather than the ending they got because I think a lot of people saw that as as being truly unfair and just kind of a such a random act of of violence that that there was no need for it. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, but I I do. Um agree with you it's like it's funny how when you get very far away from major things in life that happen i mean i again i was living in milwaukee when Dahmer. yeah dude Dahmer's a joke now and but that guy that was fucking insane i remember it being on vacation us. it consumed with my us. family watching the news and like and this guy ate people and i'm like what in the fuck is going on like i remember being blown away by the Dahmer thing just like and this is a time when I, I was listening, like, Dahmer was, what, 89? What, 88? Somewhere in the 80s, yeah. Like, late 80s, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had already found Slayer. I had already found Metal. And I was like, this dude is a living song. Like, you, this is something, like, and then, of course, Slayer did, wrote a couple songs about the guy, I believe. Like, but it, it, it really fucking blew my mind that there were people out there like that. It was just scary as fuck. Yeah, I um I've never talked to him about it, but my brother's father-in-law was one of the guys that arrested him. Oh shit. And also, uh my former girlfriend from like I used to work at a, a grocery store. I was still in college at the time. And eventually, um she graduated from college and got like a job in like um down at uh, City Hall. 
In Milwaukee. Yeah. And she got on the elevator, and they brought him in in handcuffs because they were taking him in for something. And she's like, "I was really weird." After she's that. on the elevator with him. Well, with them, and obviously, yeah, 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 had yeah, a yeah. Plenty of people. Sure, sure, sure. Surrounding sure. him, I still might have been like, "I'll take the next one." But that's. I think she may have even had either had to get off or just got off the elevator. Yeah, this is my floor. Like, this yeah. is the garage. I don't care. But yeah, she was just like, Ugh. Yeah. You know, "There's just certain people that you're just like, nope." Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good rinse to that guy, though. It's it's good that he got... Uh, he got, he got, his, he he got, got what he was got coming him. to he his. Got was, him and a, another guy that uh, both in prison. Somebody paid some crazy guy to kill him and one other guy in prison. So. Oh, he, well, oh, really? He was part of a double... Oh. Yeah, well, of course it was, because it was one of those things like, well, how did those two people end up in a room by themselves they weren't supposed to be in? Oh, yeah. And then the crazy guy was the only third person in there yeah. that ended up killing both of them. They were clearly <laughs> yeah, set up. connect the dots there. As I don't soon know as you're locked in that, you're like, uh, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's coming. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh... Yeah, consumed. consumed. But they eventually, um, it's so funny, I, I saw something on, Netflix, where they do t- they do Dahmer tours. Oh God! You know, capitalize on anything, right? But all that stuff was knocked down. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Which is and you know what and to to uh, to bring it all back around, my brother who retired from uh, Milwaukee Police Department now is in charge of the police department at Marquette, which runs that area. Oh, because really? that's where it was. You know, he uh, that where he did that was in the Marquette area in Milwaukee. The whole thing was sad. It's. Uh, but it, it is funny when you know you're so you get so removed from things, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, com- like what's the Patton Oswalt the album title he's got? It's like comedy tragedy plus time equals comedy or yeah. whatever it is. It's yeah. Like, I mean, that's 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 honestly true because I mean people make Hitler jokes and that's like the worst human being that's ever lived. Though <laughs> I will like, say, in all the years, unless you can correct me if I'm wrong, there's very few. And again, there's really nothing to laugh about. There's not much has ever come of the 9/11 thing, which is fine with me. I mean, there's really I don't know where the you jokes. Can find I mean, that. I've seen people like that's my personal 9/11. You know what I mean? That, like, yes, but, that but, using but the it term, be, but, but it, yeah, using the term not not like jokes about like. I also don't hear a lot of jokes about like you know being an Auschwitz or anything like that. I just I just like it, you just get removed Brian from it. Burke. People, what's that? <laughs> Brian Burke did. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't I don't know that joke. But. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but some people do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dip yeah. their toe in the water. But yeah, yeah. it's nine eleven. Really, never was. Which is fine. I guess that's fine by me. It's a, it's a and tough And who subject knows? Maybe too. you know. Maybe in twenty years, 20 years even yeah. more. So removed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. You know, and that, and that, and that I think that says a lot about the the human condition in the sense that, like, we t- we are resilient and we do kind of bounce back. And if you're like, when people are like, you can't laugh at that, it's like you can. No, you should. You, you, you should process it. You're not laughing at. You're almost laughing in spite of it. It's it's hard for us. <laughs> we come from a very you know when you do stand up, you come from a very distorted point of view. And it's hard to explain to some people that the reason why we, we, we place humor on top of even the worst moment is, I don't want to say it's a defense mechanism, it's a way to process such shitty, horrible things and try to put a twist on it in a way that, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And maybe that's why people can't understand us. Well, well no. But but you, know, you know what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's, it's Look, like MASH. It's, MASH it's is something. the most successful television show because... It was like they found a way to laugh at a really horrible, shitty really, situation. Really, yeah. A really, I think people sometimes people forget about how 
devastatingly tragic a lot of mash episodes are yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's people dying in every episode there's people covered in blood there's like that's a prime time show that everyone like america love yeah like, i that was the first <coughs> that was the first time i remember a show going off the air and the hoopla surrounding it leading up to the final episode like TV guide, you know, uh, issues. I remember being with my mom in a store and somebody like, you're going to watch the last MASH episode? Like, and people talking about it. Like, that was the first show I can remember there being, I was like, people like, it's been on for, and it probably wasn't, but they, I remember 12 years. Is That's not true, right? It wasn't on 12 years. It was either nine or 12, I can't remember. Okay. But I was like, man, at that's, the time it was the longest. Running the longest. Show on run, and that's why I was like, it's like the longest running show on TV. That's crazy. Which no one is ever going to be the Simpsons at this. point. If you have a show that runs thirty years that isn't a cartoon, and those people are just going to die on the show, like that would be crazy. Yeah. Like we started as ch- kids. Now we're eighty. Yeah, I mean, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's got to be on its fourteenth. It's or in 15th its fourteenth season, yeah. I think. I think they got one more. Yeah, they're doing. You know, I just for old times' sake, for those who don't know, um. um uh, I my, my bar set was the bar set is, is the original bar set from Missouri Center for the first two seasons and I again was on Hulu and I saw that it was on there I was like eh, you know what I'm gonna go just gonna watch season one I'm gonna watch season one episode one and I totally forgot this is how long they've been on the air it was in standard definition dude they you know how that show got picked up they won a MySpace contest with literally a handheld recorder yeah, I saw it in a backyard party. About a chick who had a dick. Yep. Yeah, I saw it. They get, they 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 uh they brought it in one day. Dude, didn't I give you the Santa gift that came with them? Oh, was that? Oh, the jerk off Santa. I have it hanging in my house right now. Yeah, yeah that came from a Sunny Sunny. That's hilarious. But yes, but that. But when I saw that episode, I go, Oh man, I could. We gotta. I can make a TV show. Let's fucking make a TV yeah. show. Like that really gave me hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. Well, that's what they. And, and I'll never forget. They were like, "You're gonna love these guys. They're, they're they got the same. You know." Uh, mentality is you and yeah. all that kind of stuff. They're, and they're they're good. They're good dudes. They really yeah. are. I mean, they they've had a great run, dude. Right? And Glenn Howerton. I'm sorry, AP Bio. That show is, is that his show? Dude, well, he didn't create it, but oh, he's okay. the lead guy in okay. it. it uh, it's awesome, dude. He's awesome in it. I mean, he's so funny. And Charlie Day has had a great career. Yeah. And Mac is doing great. Married Caitlin Olson, and they, you know what I mean. I remember her. She worked on the Man Show with us. She did Jamie Kennedy with us once. And then I remember they brought her in for the man. She was like, oh, I know Caitlin. And she played a chick. We were doing these, we did these fake interviews at this bar with all these meatheads. And then, but we were really doing a hidden camera shoot of her talking to dudes at the bar. Hey, do you like to party? Like, she's acting all drunk. And they're like, yeah. And, she, and she'd be like, well, do you live around here? Like, yeah, I live right down the street. And then she'd be like, I have a dick. <laughs> and he'd be, this guy's like, what? He's like, I have a penis. I just want to make sure we're cool. And he goes, hang on. And he'd bring his friend over. He goes, she wants to party. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you like to party?" He goes, "Tell, tell, tell him what you just told me." He's like, I have a penis, and they're like, "All right, let's go." And like the people were, it was so bizarre. Like it was just such a bizarre like thing to even write as a joke or a prank. Like you would never do that now. No, I was just saying that the, the, what was going on in society yes, at dude. that point. Joe and Doug. Those were that, that was those were punch <laughs> those were punchlines, right? Like yeah. that's yes. you know the the classic. Oh, it's a it's a chick with a dick thing. Those, yeah. that was a punchline. That was calling men women was basically what Scrubs did for seven years. That doctor was like gave that guy a different female name. Okay, Marianne. Okay, Nancy. Okay, Susie. Okay, like. Different name every time. Different yeah. female name. Like uh, uh, another uh, interesting side note to that. When I was watching it, I'm looking 
at uh, of course I I'm instead of watching the show I'm looking at the set deck, <laughs> um, but I I saw one of the stickers and it was Baxter had had put one of his oh stickers God. on the one I, I took a screenshot and I was like, dude, um, is that your sticker? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, they let me put it there and I was like, oh, okay, that's hilarious. We I, I'll never forget they took us all to uh, I think it was either the wrap of season one or season two I can't remember. We all went to uh, uh, a Dodgers game in right field. You know the. Right, you get all the free hot dogs. All the free, we're not, well, we're yeah. not free. You pay for it, but yeah. But, but it's the all-you-can-eat section. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good. That was, if I was to, when I look back on it, that was one of the things that um, I you know I miss the most because they were they, I, I was their studio. So, of, of, of unlike most of the stuff that came through, you would get to know people over time. Yeah, but they lived there. You know, and the, it was it was a great shared experience. Like that's that's why I kind of watched it. I was like, you yeah. know, it's been, I've been so detached. From that part of the business now for how's it been almost five years now I think. The I'd have to look at the lay. I'd have to look at our last uh, podcast because it was around the exact same time that it shut down. Ooh, oh, man. Has it been about five years? How long have we been doing this? Show? I don't even know how long we've been doing this. We've been doing this show since 2015. Okay, well there you go. I think 2015. No, 2014 maybe. 2014. So yeah, five years ago. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe anyway. maybe the last maybe four years ago for the Herald shutting down. Yeah, if that makes me you're trying to make me feel better. Um, yeah, I think so. Is it working? No, no, but at all. I still ever. I just sent an email the other, or a voicemail the other day. Somebody going, "Yeah, we're looking to shoot." Uh, so I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> you're way off, buddy." Why are you calling me? No. And now you got to just go. Okay, I got a house. I mean, how, but here's the thing: it's if you're in locations and you don't know that that place has been off the market for five years or so. You're yeah. not really good at locations. Well, you're you're kind of probably complacent in your job, and you just have the same ninety numbers that you call, and you just fucking. I, but again, yeah, you may have driven past it and noticed that uh, it's shuttered, or it's actually been redesigned now. It's oh, what is it? It's uh, Arizona State University took it over. It's going to be a uh, um, uh, not a new school, uh, but something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Media That's kind of cool. Like that. Better than tearing the building down and making it a parking well, lot. Well, they wouldn't tear it down anyway. They can't. Oh, you know, it's historic. So Landmark in there. Yeah, eleven eleven South Broadway. If you ever come in, you want to see where where I crushed it for a decade. Eleven eleven South Broadway. Check it out. Go to Arizona State University. Never will be talked about. Never will be talked about its historic footprint when it came when it came to Hollywood. What such do you mean? An, it, well, because it's such an it, you know. Why don't you make a documentary on it? No one's, no one's interested. It's um. But it's, I mean, if you think about that, it was created by William Randolph Hearst. It was designed before Hearst Castle by the same person that made Hearst Castle, right? Yeah. I, I think you and I have talked about this before. Like, standing in that lobby, I remember, you know, I would, I, there would be nights where I would have to close up. I'm the last person in this building, and I would stand in the lobby and be like, I don't think that William Randolph Hearst built this place to have me be the only person standing <laughs> there turning off the lights. And I, I built this shrine for Brian Irwin. Yes, but what? But what? Then there was this other time. I remember. I remember standing in the lobby by myself again. No one was filming there that day, and I was like, God, you know, there was a time that because this was this was the newspaper outside of the L.A. Times in Los Angeles. We forget about this. There was a time that they thought after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, L.A. thought that it was going to get bombed. And I could only imagine what the hustle and bustle would have been in oh, that building, yeah. believing, kind of like 9-11, like when that happens, it's just like, 
we're we're next. We're going to be attacked. Yeah. We're, we're we're this is not over. This is any second now. Like the, the, just moment historically, I think about that, and then historically, I also think about its life. It's like it shuts down, and then it has this whole second life. Yeah. As as a place that everybody came and filmed at. But also, uh, that's a sweet metaphor for life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because one thing seems to come to an end doesn't mean there's not something bigger, better, more interesting, more creative around the corner. The only smart thing I think I did is before it got shut down, I had a location guy come in with a drone, and he flew the drone through every set and Dude. every floor. Of the building, because obviously I knew it was going to get completely that torn was fucking out. smart. Do you have you have that? I have the footage somewhere on a hard drive. Yeah, dude, even a ten minute documentary um, yeah. uh, with that footage combined with old pictures combined with a voiceover of just the history of that place yeah. would be interesting. I tell you, you know who's filmed there? Everybody, Charles Mother William Rawson. Charles Manson. Oh, Charles. I think I say Charles Manson. I'm like, what? Uh, no, but they did make uh, the Helter, uh, the TV version of Helter Skelter was filmed there. Oh, yes. wow. See? Okay. Manson yeah. history. Wonderland. Uh, the movie Wonderland that almost burned the building down. The the John Holmes murder oh, yeah. movie. That, that With Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. And... Um, I saw that movie. And the guy put the put the lotion in the basket. Uh, what's his name? Buffalo Bill Buffalo from Bill. Yeah, he was a Monk cle- yeah. in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it's sad that it's crazy. I hate it when you have to label when like you're like I don't know your name. You're like the dude from the thing. Remember with the, the guy stuff. you tucked your wiener and you were like, fuck me. And he's probably thinking. I, so that's like one of those ones, you know, like. When you get labeled as a character, that's got to suck to be like some people are like you're the guy that tucked his penis between his legs. It's, like that's it's ruined. I mean, not ruined, but it's 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 worse. He's, people a, he's been okay. He's been fine. But I guarantee you, some people have said that to him in the public, and he's had to like find a way. He had to, to grow a mustache and change his appearance, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, of that, yeah, it's put like, the lotion. In I mean, that's a very iconic. Yeah. I mean, that guy is now uh, like. You think Silence of the Lambs? You think it's one of the first images that come into your mind basket, is that yeah. guy fucking tucking his wiener and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be okay if that was your legacy? Like, if you put all that time in, I'm just curious, like, you put all that time in, right, to be an artist and have a career. Would you be okay with having that one skyrocketing moment? And it may not necessarily be... Something that you want to wear as your badge of honor for all your time and energy and effort you put in. I think about that a lot because when you look at the guy who played Mike Brady on the Brady Bunch, yeah, that guy was like a classically trained actor. When you break down the scripts of the Brady Bunch, dude, he hated them. He hated that character. But that character, nobody knows him from the bad sci-fi movies he was in. Nobody He's knows Mike Brady him. forever. For He's life. Mike Brady forever. So you're... You, I've seen you've seen actors that like have fought against that, and then you've also seen those same actors kind of come around and be like, "Okay, this is the thing I'm going to be known for. I might as well embrace it." I feel like Jeff Cohen does a good job of that. Like he's not an actor anymore, but he played Chunk in Goonies. He's a lawyer now, and that's literally probably the first thing everybody says to him, even judges in court. You know what I mean? Like truffle shuffle. How you doing? Like. But this guy has embraced it to the point where he's, you know, he po- he reposts fan art. He po- he's not he's not running away from it. But right. like you said, remember when you met William Cat and he was like, "Don't mention Greatest American Hero." Well, he didn't say that. Other people other people did. said yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And that could be coming from him, his people, whatever. But also, if you're, you know, 
you you've done other movies. Like if Harrison Ford was only known for Han Solo, and no one ever saw Indiana Jones. He's like, I made all these other movies. Like, yeah. it's like there are some people. Like Christopher uh, Superman, uh, he, Christopher, Christopher Reeve kind of had to live, yeah. never really. Yeah, he was the first one that kind of talked about the right. He couldn't people get... couldn't see him as anyone other than, other than Clark Superman. Kent and yeah. Superman. Like, yeah. I mean, he did a he did a movie with Michael Caine that didn't do that well, and like a couple other things. Adam West fought hard against being Batman for a long time. Yeah, and then eventually he was like, it. "Fuck it." I'm Batman. Well, that's because he ended up just doing Emmanuel movies. Yeah, I mean, that... I saw, I saw. I saw all of them, dude. (laughs) Because I was a horny kid, not because Adam West... At first, I was like, is fucking Batman in these movies? Kids, let me tell you something. Before the internet, there was a thing called Select TV or a channel that actually scrambled after a certain hour on UHF. And if you had the right TV, Quasar, if you had the right TV, you could actually tune back in... And you could see movies like Pinocchio, It's Not His Nose That Grows, and other things, you know, <laughs> other great select TV choices, Emmanuel. Yeah, Emmanuel. They made them, those are like the Friday the 13th of like yes. softcore oh, porn, softcore. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, they made like Emmanuel in space. They made like, there's like fucking 15 of those movies. If people are watching them, why wouldn't you make them? Keep, it's... Like, they got to be like 15 bucks to make. It's like, it can't be hard. <laughs> $15. It <laughs> they can't be a lot. It's like, What's we gotta, the budget? We got a oh. bed. We need a mattress. Okay, good. Let's go. And loose fitting clothes for that woman over there. Literally, with, uh, I've seen no underwear that have yeah, like yeah. Be- better stages and better set dressing. But, um, but yeah, those movies are uh, all over the place. Why did we start talking about? Oh, but being known. I mean, I think I think it depends on what it is. But like I, you know, Mark Hamill, he's had a very very big a huge career, but also is really known for being Luke Skywalker. He fully embraces it. Yeah, and he and he and 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 like. I, I don't know. I, there's just something to be like, you want to be an actor, you want to play all these different roles, you want to have something that people remember that resonates with people, you want to be able to connect with an audience. And sometimes that thing that connects with the audience is not necessarily the thing that you thought you would be known for or that you thought was a. Like when I always go back to the one guy in front of the, the Jason Voorhees documentary, they interview all the people that played Jason. And this guy was like a classically trained actor, he was the only Jason that ever ran. He was in like number five or whatever. He only did one. And they were like, they offered him three more or whatever. And he was like, no, I'm an actor. I'm not going to wear this stupid mask. And when they interviewed him in that thing, like, what, do you have any regrets? He's like, yeah, I regret not doing more of these. Like, you know, I mean, the guy, uh, Lazaby, the guy who did one James Bond, they offered him like three more. He was like, no. You watched the documentary on that guy? I just said there is a documentary on that whole thing. Dude, he ruined his, not ruined his life, but he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. And he like lost the love of his life. He didn't go back to James Bond. Like, that guy never really fully was a realized potential. What? Oh yeah. But just sorry, just just in my sister texted me and I, I got to show this. I think I told you this a long time ago, which I seem to have to preface that. I, I think I may have said this before. Thing I got to get rid of that hook because it makes me annoying. <laughs> but um, I think I told you a long time ago. And I just did it again. She called me once and told me about like a friend of mine. Uh, you know, a guy from high school. You know, um, you know, oh. he, he got he went to prison. And what are you gonna do about him? I go nothing. I haven't seen the guy in like whatever. Like so now our new thing is. She's texting me to let me know a friend of mine's gonna follow you on Instagram. Okay, I don't. She could just do that. I don't need. But is is now because some people, like my wife, is like this. But if someone follows him on Instagram, her first thing is, "Who is, do you know this person?" Yeah, but I don't care. Right, like, I, I know I, you just, don't. It's but maybe she, if if you if I were to follow your sister, she'd be like, "Who is this dude?" 
who is this guy? Who's John Huck? Because she has like 12 followers or whatever. Right. I, I don't have a ton of followers. I'm not No, really but you that, also that don't mind having more followers. I like, could that's care less. Your, that's your thing. I, I do, when I, I will say the only thing about the followers is like some of them, I'm like, nah, this looks like spam or this looks yeah. like porn that's just pretending to be. Or the biggest one is all these people that, that are, they're real people. But they steal other people's identities because I'm, I'm assuming they don't feel good about who they are. So they try to live their lives to these other false identities. It's a really sad... It's sad because they're not scamming. They're literally... I think they just want to be liked and they don't like themselves, whatever they... Who they are or who... You know, what they look like or whatever their issues are. So they hide behind a false identity and just exist that in, in that way instead. It's sad to me. It's not illegal as much as it's sad. I think the internet, I think there's a lot of people online who try to be somebody else, you know? I think that they see the internet as a way that, you know, people can't, they're not standing next to me, they can't see me. Uh, they, 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 these can be my new opinions and my new beliefs, and this is who I am now. And My new and, me? Yeah, and and and... And look, if it's if it's making you a better person, and then more people are gonna want to be around you in real life, that's great. If it's making you a piece of shit, you need to reexamine what you want out of life. <laughs> I mean, I guess it all just depends on. Um, I think she she actually wants me to approve it in advance before there's a request put in. Sure. I mean, that's taking it a little bit too far. I yeah, think. she. I, I I kind of I I look. Someone who's not um, on social media every day or using it to promote themselves, or using it to promote themselves. I mean, she's on it because her friends are on it. She yes. sees pictures of their kids. Yes. she can post pictures of her kids. It's just, you know what I mean. It's like a, it's 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 basically you're being with your friends without ever actually being with your friends. True, but this is also my same family members that when I used to call about uh, five, six, seven years ago, I'd be like, "You reach me on my mobile phone." I'm like, uh, "Okay, yeah, okay." You don't have to clarify no one, that no this one phone thinks, is not attached to a no wall. No one thinks it's a cord, corded phone. You have reached me on a phone that I can answer from anywhere, okay? Um, this is exciting news. Dude, my buddy, used to, his message was, Hi, you've reached Tim. Please leave word. I'm like, leave <laughs> word? Leave word? What am I, rolling through of old town in the West? Like, what, what are you talking about? I used to live with my brother when I was, he had gotten his job at the Milwaukee Police Department, moved back to Milwaukee, and I was I was still in school. We lived together. We got our first answer machine together, and I watched him for 10 minutes to try to do an outgoing message. Oh. Hey, uh, this is uh, yeah. Joe. Um, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, <laughs> damn it. Hey, this is Joe. Go ahead and leave a, um, I think it's a, ah. and then he was like writing the script on the, on the whiteboard above me. He's like, all right, uh, this uh, you can't. Uh, <laughs> like a, he was like at war with uh, leaving a message. Dude, the whole that's thing. Really funny. That's and really funny. back then I was a huge jerk. And when he finally got it all done, you changed it. When he left, I changed it to yeah. whatever I wanted to do. My, my, yeah, dude, I had roommates in Illinois right before I moved here. My buddy Jason would change it to like every day. I was like, John and Jason are tied up right now, and he'd be screaming in the background, and people were like, hey. What is with your answering machine? Like, oh, my fucking roommate's an idiot. Like, <laughs> always like something ridiculous. This yeah. is uh, this is gonna. Uh, I I I saved my youngest son's first. He's he's still on it. His outgoing message on his cell phone is hilarious. Because first off, he's got nothing going on in his life other than just being a child. Why? Yeah. Why are people calling? But he's you? like, hey, cancel phone right now. Just go ahead and leave a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And I was like, every I, just, I play it all the time because I'm always like, yeah, because you're so busy right now. 
can't, can't come to the phone. Can't take your phone right now. Dude, uh, at that age, you're just imitating <laughs> what you think your parents yes. do. You know what I mean? You're just yeah, like, and yeah. And that's what I love. It. It's, I'm not making fun of them. It is so yes, you are. beautiful. I love it. I will play that for the rest of my life. He can't yeah. get your phone right now. Well, it's hilarious. I'll be grabbing your message. I'll get back to you. My, uh, my older son's was, if I don't know you, don't leave a message. Boop. I'm like, okay, tough guy. Tough guy, yeah. Well, you don't know me. This is the wrong number. I was going to give you a million dollars, but <laughs> I guess not. That's what you should have done. You should have kept calling and leaving that message. Well, I was going to give you a billion dollars, but I don't know you, so goodbye. Well, because he, exper- he ex- had his first experience with, like, the spamming and, like, you know, because they eventually everybody gets a hold of your number. Oh, Somebody... God. And so he he immediately was like, "All right, that's this is ridiculous. The world is so unfair." Like he immediately oh, yes, went. He went right away. Like, you. how'd you get my number? What's going on? Who are you? Who is this? <laughs> the worst is when my youngest is like, "Dad, can I show you this text I got?" And it's like porn spam. And I'm like, "Come on, what? Really? They wouldn't know." Yeah, I don't know how. How they am get I these getting? Numbers. I don't get porn spam texts. What's going on? Well, I'll forward them to you. From Thank now you. On from his phone. Jeez. Yeah. Cool. Hey, it looks like a child is forwarding you pornography. <laughs> what is this? It's just horrible. Like I just, I don't even get it. Like I, I'm always like, why do you people think this stuff works? Why does anybody think a spam email? Spam at the door. For, don't knock on my door. I'm never going to buy anything from you. Also, don't, you don't, don't need call to spam me randomly. porn. We already know porn exists. Everyone knows how to get it. It's yes, that's the other thing. It's not that difficult. But like, just <laughs> do, why are you doing any of like any any spamming? I just don't get it. Yeah, how does it does it does it work? Is that why? Is there proven that it works? Is that I why guess they do it? It works with people who literally are just not with it. Like that's yeah. why I say they kind of attack. They confuse the elderly and. And, you know, you always hear those stories about, like, why did you give all your money to King Edward? From- <laughs> right, yeah. Why yeah. Kings don't just call people. They don't yeah. just send emails. Yeah. They, they, Hello, they, I'm they a have- king. I'm in prison, and I need your money. Well, if that's what you need, like, no, no, no. I've gotten those. Not- I've gotten the ones from a friend where you're like, hey, man, I was traveling. And I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to this guy in a while. This doesn't seem right. And I leave him a text like, hey, man, are you stuck in Nicaragua or whatever this fucking email says? Like, no. Yeah, I've <laughs> okay. never even. Maybe this is how horrible of a friend I have. You I've never, never even reached check. out to a single person that's been in dire need. My my thought is always like, I'm probably not the person you should be reaching out to anyway. You <laughs> you should go to someone that's better equipped to help you. Yeah. Even if this was real, I'm gonna just assume that someone. My else whole is thing right. is, yeah, if you're reaching out to me, dude, then you're done. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't. I help can't you. help you. I no. can barely help myself. No, I can't help you. Maybe reach out to the king. See what the king can do. Apparently, there's kings everywhere. There's kings everywhere, money. dude. Five, the five richest kings in the world own the five biggest they, they, computers. Get on, they get on the internet to give you 10% of all of their wealth because but they... But all, all you need to do is send them $5 million. <laughs> it's not complicated, bro. You need to spend money to make money. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll fall for one of those scams eventually. When you get old and confused? Eh, or like tomorrow. Make sure, you got, make sure you got people... Got to protect people. Finally, I told my mom. My mom used to answer the phone because she got tired of it. You know, they have still have a landline, and they still get, like, people calling. And my mom would call and do silly voices. I'm like, Mom, they don't know who you are anyway. So your whole, like, doing, like, a different voice thing yeah, is not fooling that. Like, hey, it, as long as she's having a good time with it. That that was the thing. She was like, that she said to me, she's like, oh, I just kind of like. It's fun for her. You know, doing it. But you know that. Oh, go ahead. No, I just eventually just start. Was, every time I go visit them. 
I get all the phone. They, they give me their phone records of all the people that won't stop calling them. And I call each one of them individually. And I do the, like, you better stop calling this number or there will be a serious problem. And like they don't, and they're like, well, we don't get as many calls we used to get. I'm like, yeah, all you gotta do is just call them back and tell them, stop it. You're getting nothing from them. <laughs> Did you ever? Two things. My mom used to get prank calls, and she got a whistle, and fucking <laughs> blew it right in the phone at like three in the morning. And she's like, I didn't call back for a while. Um, I'm like, yeah, probably because he's deaf now. Did you and your friend spend hours? prank calling when you first had that opportunity no oh we, we we, we prank called we, a few people but we didn't spend hours it was like a couple of calls and then off to go drink beers in the woods or I whatever i just kind of feel like if someone had somebody must have given me a book of all the stupid shit you're supposed to do doorbell ditch oh yeah um uh just ditching your friends your classic <laughs> ditch hey, let's ditch him <laughs> so, until they cry it's a total douchebag move of a child um, going on construction sites and climbing through the houses. Yes, that's fun. That's, of course, you're supposed to do that. Getting on roofs. Nobody does that anymore, though. Going well, on roofs. Yes, going on spying. It's always spying. Going, you know. Well, that's yeah, but just like just feeling like going to construction sites, especially like houses and buildings. Like, yes, we always fucked around in there. Probably super dangerous. Nobody, yes, I say nobody does that anymore. It's like that's kind of a. But I, about the prank call thing, though. Do you oh, did prank you, called a lot? Did you ever hear the Jonathan Winters story? Mm-mm. Apparently. In, into his 80s, he was, he lives in Santa Barbara, lived in Santa Barbara before he passed away, uh, and he was prank calling local businesses, doing funny voices, because he thought it was, he enjoyed it. Was he recording them, or he was no, doing them? Oh, he okay. didn't record them, he didn't ever tell anyone. Eventually, the local businesses all figured out it was him, and they put a fucking, like, a open letter to him in a newspaper about please stop doing this. <laughs> and he just fucking kept on going, dude. He was like, no way, I'm not stopping. But like this random thing that he didn't tell people about, like he didn't, I mean, it was, it just came out after the fact. And they were like, yeah, Jonathan Winters used to prank our store every day. It was like, that's amazing. Because he's sitting at home with nothing to do. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll do, and that was the dude was the master of voices and characters oh, and yeah. coming up with nonsense and like, I mean, uh, that the story just made me laugh. Like uh, that, that to me is like your mom answering the phone doing voices. Like it's not for them; it's for me. This is just fun. Uh, my buddy Jeff used to always pretend he would find the clowns in the yellow pages. Oh God! And he'd call up, and be like, "Hey, is this Rusty the clown?" Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something, Rusty. I'm the clown around here. Okay, I saw that you were doing my area. This is my area. I'm Jerry the clown, and Jerry the clown ain't messing around. If I ever see Rusty the Clown in this neighborhood again, we're going to have a problem. He's like, well, you got a problem, buddy? And like, we would just, we would be Insta- done because he would before, put it on speakerphone. Before caller ID. Yes. Before. <laughs> yes. He would get in clown battles on the phone with everybody. He'd call every clown in the book. You should have recorded those. Tell them yeah. that this is not their clown yeah. area. And they, and if he and he would, he knew how to push their buttons to get them to get start mad. arguing back. Yeah. And he also used to do the like, hey, is this Bill? Yeah. He's like, hey, Bill, I'm Bill too. You, okay, well, what do you want, dude? Well, I'm just putting together a bunch of bills, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we're all getting together for a bill Having gathering. Having a bill party. He used to do that with every single name, and he was relentless. Majority of people would not hang up on him because like, he's like, don't, don't, no, man, don't. And he would because he would he would pick fights and then pull back yeah. and then pick fights, and he would always try dude, to pick a fight and then buddy and, and, and then buddy up with yeah, them because yeah. we're all he'd always bring it back. He's like, you know, we're all bills, dude. Relax, and we're all. 
That's all bills. Bills really are all good people. Funny, so I don't dude. know why you're so upset right now. That's really funny. Like, and he was just so good at it. That's really. So funny. I mean, I'm not. I'm no. You can't really prank call people the way you used to back in the no, day. No, because everyone has caller ID and no one answers their phone. Nobody answers their phone. So yeah, you're yeah. Is it, what are you gonna prank their voicemail? Yeah, which yay. That, you know, you're not gonna that? rise on anybody. Then they just delete. So you know, I mean, yeah. again, it was good, Bill. We're all, we're having I love that. We're, we're, well, your name's Bill. Yeah, my name's Bill too. What? So what? All right. Hey, man. We're just a bunch of bills, dude. Chill out. <laughs> just a bunch of bills looking to chill. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we wanted to give you guys a short one uh, this week. Um, we'll probably try to have a guest for our Christmas episode, our holiday episode, and then we'll probably do a year end with Jen and Eddie if we can get everyone together. It's the holiday season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't have too much else, man. You got anything? Nope. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually, at John Huck, and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 